Hello and welcome to episode 3 of the Out of Hours podcast. We Out of Hours are primarily a Madden League that began over 10 years ago, but we're more than just a Madden League now. Founded originally as a discussion place for NFL fans who were unable to discuss the NFL games due to the BBC chat function being disabled late on, hence Out of Hours. Shortly after came the Xbox Connected Franchise Leagues, and we have now run for over 10 years. We've run numerous leagues over Xbox with a variety of rules and variations to keep things interesting. Next to Madden Leagues, we also run a platform which we host an NFL discussion, whether that's Thursday, Sunday, Monday night games, there's always discussions going on, and this has led us to where we're at now. We want to host our very own community podcast, with regular podcasts discussing all things NFL and the contributions coming from our community. Um, so this week, we are going to have a look at the NFC North, uh, and I'm delighted to be joined by three community members as we have a dive into the off-season and how it went for the Bears, Packers, Vikings and Lions. Unfortunately, we were due to have a full house, but Liam, our Packers fan, much like Aaron Rodgers, has had to drop out due to other commitments. Um, so joining me, we have Luke, the Vikings fan, SC, who's a Red Zone Stroke Lions fan, and Quinn, who's a Bears fan. Um, welcome, guys. Um, first of all, if you'd just like to introduce yourself to the podcast and tell us a little bit about your history watching NFL and why you support your team. Um, Luke, if, do you want to start us off? Yeah, thanks, Chris. Um... Yeah, so I first got kind of into American football by playing playing Madden, which I'm sure most people have or, or could play folk who start in about 2008. Um, I then started playing quite a lot of three versus three, four versus four with, with friends in the you know, playground or, or in the field and stuff like that. Um, and then when I went to uni, um, I started playing American football for the Nottingham Trent Renegades um, in 2010. So I played for them for, for three years and that kind of really gave me a a big interest into into the game and more into the kind of the NFL. Um, so going forward, I kind of thought, you know, I really want to get into this and start start following a particular team. Um, I used to play quite a lot of the Vikings, mainly Adrian Peterson, smashing up a hill on Madden. <laughs> um, so, you know, once you kind of got an affinity with the team, it kind of makes sense to, to really roll with that. So from out of that, really, I, I, I got into to following the Vikings, you know, going down with the, the guys I was playing with, watching, we used to get together and watch the games on the, you know the, the sponsored bars and all the rest of it. So uh, yeah, really got it, got into it through that way. Nice, okay, doc. Um, so SC, welcome. Hello. You want to tell us a bit about your red zone friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, similar to Luke, um, probably Madden on the Mega Drive for me. First was the first kind of introduction to American football. <clears throat> um, Obviously, didn't really have a clue what was going on, but enjoyed it. And then, kind of got to the stage of of um, watching the Super Bowl religiously. That was really the only game I've ever seen, though. Right enough, the occasional bit on on Transworld Sport for folk that are old enough to remember that. But uh, yeah, so it was kind of limited um, in the early days. But then, obviously, with Sky and as mentioned, Red Zone, um, just been it's been religion on a Sunday really. Um, it's been it's been awesome. Um as you said, not not exclusively a Lions fan, more of a I just kinda like everything, but kinda drawn to the Lions when Megatron was playing for them. Obviously it was just ridiculous. So uh, big big fan, big fan of that. But obviously he <laughs> he unfortunately for the Lions is long gone. So yeah, just just kinda look out for the scores and stuff and see what's what's happening with them. Okay, doke. So, last but not least, Quinn, um, the Bears. Yeah, so I actually got into American football because my dad played um, back in the sort of a, in the eighties. He started playing for the Glasgow Lions. So 
every Sunday sort of I dragged along um, kicking and screaming as I was younger then to to training and then to the games. But uh, sort of a, in 85, he uh, basically allowed me to dog off school and took me to, um, back then, you could only really see the Super Bowl in pubs. And it was a he used to work for tenants, so they they were actually running a Super Bowl night in one of the big hotels, and it allowed me to come along. And that was the first game I saw was Walter Payton and the Fridge and the Chicago Bears winning the Super Bowl. And realistically, from then that was it. I was a Bears fan. Um, first trip I had, uh, I think was a was a uh, was a Fridge strip, you know, a Perry, and uh, and then from there on, I kind of followed it mostly through sort of a teenage same sort of idea got into a bit of madden um and then obviously moved on to sort of a watching things like on sky and um, when i went to university and um, just shortly after it, I, I played a couple of seasons with the glasgow tigers and then really sort of a when i moved over to northern ireland i sort of really started getting back into it again properly uh, following the team uh you know playing more madden and different things as well so um, that's kind of where I am with it. I went to see them uh, when they were at London there as well, so made the trip over, got some season tickets for Tottenham. And that's kind of really been it. I've kind of been on and off, but seriously back being a Bears fan for probably around about the last seven, eight years, but they never really went away. But it was just, again, availability of watching the yeah. games, apart from Channel 4 or, you know, like the it was on Channel 4, then it went to BBC, then it was on Too Late, you know, all those type of things, you know, so... Yeah. Oh, nice. that, I, mean, I mean it wasn't a Bears introduction without a mention of the 85 Bears so I'm glad you got that in nice and early <laughs> you can't have a Bears fan without mentioning the 85 Bears um, right okie doke so welcome again and thank us for joining for episode 3 um, I won't bore everybody with my introduction again well I'll just sort of do a little one but yeah so I'm Chris um, I'm a Patriots fan um, kind of just butting in on this one um, so yeah I got into American football sort of the mid 2000s um don't know why i chose the patriots as i've said before people will tell me why but um can't can't put a finger exactly where it was but um yeah so i'm a big patriots fan um so yeah so thanks everybody for joining us again for episode three and so we'll start off um with looking at each team and we'll start off with the vikings um so they finished third in the division um it's seven and nine um, bit of a bit of a shaky year. Um, so Luke, talk us through the off season, sort of signings, re-signings. Um, how did that go? Yeah, I mean, well, touching on what you said there, Chris. I mean, seven and nine, like you said, not good enough for for us and where we want to be as a as a team. I mean, we had some key players out with you know Hunter out with an injury and Michael Pierce opting out, which was probably our biggest kind of free agency move last season. Um, you know. We set two records last year, one one good, one bad. Obviously, Justin Jefferson coming out and smashing the, uh, the rookie record for receiving yards was, was huge for us. Um, but maybe people don't know, he also set a record for the least time in possession for any team in the, in the Super Bowl area against, against the Packers, which kind of really summed up our season. You know, we couldn't, we couldn't convert on third downs and we couldn't stop anything on defence, <laughs> which, you know, like you said, it was a pretty no shaky ideal. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had we had some better games, but overall, you know, we we weren't where we should be um, as a team and where we wanted to be. So I think we needed quite a big off season, um, and hopefully, you know, we 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 did okay. You know, we signed uh, Dalvin Tomlinson 
DT, which really helps to shore up our line. Now we've got, you know, Dalvin Thompson, Hunter, Pierce, and, and a another on that, on that D line. So that that's pretty solid. Now um, we picked up Nick Vigil as a linebacker, which was needed for us as we let Eric Wilson go, who was probably apart from Kendricks, our, our best linebacker last year with, with Barr being injured. Um, so I was sad to see Wilson go, but you know, it was almost either Barr or Wilson. One of them had to leave. Um, and then, you know, our kind of headline signing, as, as you see, it was Patrick Peterson. Um, you know, he's not he's not the cornerback he was five years ago. You know, he's not a Pro Bowl caliber cornerback, but the experience yeah. he can bring in for us, you know, with a very young cornerback room is 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 huge. Um, you know, I don't think he was given a lot of help last season. You know, I don't think they gave him a lot of safety over the top support. Um, he was still following around, you know, number one receivers, which... I don't think was the best idea and I really hope that we don't do that and we give him that support over the top. We, you know, we also picked up Xavier Woods um, to replace Anthony Harris. Anthony Harris played last year on a, on a franchise tag, which he didn't have a great season. You know, the season before he, he was right up there in interceptions and playing the ball. I think he was one of the best off-ball safeties in the league. He didn't show that last year, so I think letting him go was the right move. We also brought back a, another cornerback, Mackenzie Alexander, on a, a one-year deal. Who's I was sad to see him go the first time, so I'm happy he's back. He'll he'll be starting in the slot for us. So we've really picked up some good good players within the within the free agency. We lost some big names as well. Carl Rudolph, who's a long-term Viking at tight end, we, we lost him. Like I said, Eric Wilson moving on, which. It's sad to go, but you can't you can't sign everyone or keep everyone. You have to keep cap in mind. And then Mike Boone left as well, which he was a good he was a good third running back. So it's sad to see him go, but hopefully he'll get the opportunity to to move forwards. Um, we only really made one trade during the period. We we traded for Mason Cole for uh, O line who was for, with the Cardinals for a sixth round pick, which. It's good. I don't think Mace Cole's going to be a starter for us, but it's good depth and it's someone we, we massively have lacked last year. Uh, and I think really the only kind of question mark over, over off-season now is, is Jeff Gladney and what happens with him. Whether he'd even start with us, uh, he, he's a currently away, uh, an outcome of some charges in the case, which I don't think we should get into, but we'll see where he goes. And if he does come back, I don't even know if he'll start at the moment with Peterson, uh, Dancer and and um, bringing back Mackenzie Alexander, I, I don't think he. I think that's one, two, three cornerbacks, no matter which way we look at it. Mm-hmm. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see where he goes. But I think overall we had a we had a decent off season. I think brought in some experience, which we definitely needed, particularly at cornerback and safety. Uh, I think we picked up some nice nice D line. You know, that's probably could be our most improved um, in the off season, including the draft. Even though you know we'll get onto the draft and talk about the O line pickups we did. I think. The D line maybe is flowing under the radar a little bit. I think we really improved in that in that position group as well. So I was, I was pretty happy with the off season heading into the draft. Um, yeah, so, so obviously you mentioned there about about the draft. Um, so yeah, just if you want to talk a little about obviously where the where the Vikings went. Um, was that sort of where you'd hoped they would go, or um, like did did they kind of surprise you a little bit in terms of? Did they go best player available, or do you think they filled the needs of of the Vikings going going into sort of pre draft? Mm. Yeah, well, going to pre draft, 
all, all I think a lot of Vikings were focused on, including myself, was get an elite level O-line, whether that be tackle or guard. We just needed to bolster that, that O-line. It was an area we, we were very weak on. And, and, you know, looking at the starters, we were, we were going into the season. I don't think we were, we were strong enough at all in that position. Um, we, we were picking at 14, which I felt relatively comfortable that we'd get an elite O-line at that position. Um, as, as we came to it, we had um, AVT and um, we had uh, who else? Do we had Darisaw obviously on on the board at the time, and I was at that position. I was like, let's just take Darisaw or AVT and and move on. Um, Spielman obviously had different ideas and decided to to trade down to twenty three, which I'll be honest, I was quite angry with at the time. <laughs> I think a lot of Vikings fans probably were, um, but you know he got. Two extra thirds that would be a very early third in the mid third with, with the trade um for a fourth and ultimately it worked out you know it was an hour yeah. of probably holding me breath going <laughs> what have we done here you know are we picking up another cornerback and zimmer's got his way and we're just going to flop again and oh i was i wasn't very happy but the way the board broke some of the other picks really went potentially strangely particularly some of the o-line picks and and Darisol was still there, so picking up Darisol at 23 was, I think, huge for us. Um, and then I think we had a, a, a very good second day as well. You know, I, I, I thought potentially we were going to move into the back into the second round because we didn't have a second round pick, but we now have four thirds. Um, so I thought we we're in a good position. Maybe we'll move back into the second and I pick something up, but we we kind of stuck and. Stuck and picked what was available, and I think the second day, you know, we had a really, really good, good day of it. We picked up Kate Cullen Mond QB, which there's a lot of speculation, a lot of talk. Was he, was that a dig at, at Kirk Cousins? Was that, is there something going on there? I don't think so. I think Kirk Cousins is clearly going to be our, our number one QB. We we needed some backup. I know there's been this speculation that Cousins doesn't really like number twos, and if you look at the Vikings over the last couple of seasons with Kirk Cousins, we haven't really had a number two quarterback. We've had Kirk Cousins and then Villa really there. So I think it's a good pickup. I think he's very different to Kirk Cousins and I, I hope he gets an opportunity. We'll have, have to see how he goes in um in preseason. I'm sure he'll get some some snaps at that point. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out in the next season or two, really. Uh, we also picked up Chaz Surratt, um, White Davis at O-line and, and Patrick Jones at the end. So, in the later rounds of the draft, we also picked up a few more DM pieces. So I think the three I talk, talked about earlier, Hunter, Pearson and Tomlinson will be our, our, our key three. But that fourth D-line position is is going to be a rotation piece. I think we've got quite a strong rookie class at that position now. And we've got some second-year guys that are, are young and strong too coming through. So I'll be interested in that. But overall, I was, I was really happy with how the draft came about. We picked up two starters on O-line in, in White Davis and Darisaw. I think White Davis was an absolute steal when we got in, um, along with Patrick Jones in, when we picked him up in the third round as well. That's it's great. I think I've seen some some reports coming out saying he's potentially the, you know, the sleeper and the steal of the, uh, the draft. So that's that's huge for us. Um, but yeah, I was, I'm generally happy over off-season. I think we did we did good in the draft, and Spillman obviously knows what he's doing better than me. I would have, <laughs> I'd have taken Darius at 14. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I think that, that kind of leads on to sort of my next question, about obviously uh, looking ahead to next season. So obviously you've said that a big thing was 
the O-line uh, and improving that, obviously. You've got Dalvin Cook there, who is just one of probably, well, if not top three quarterbacks, definitely top five. Um, there's not many better than him. Um, so, yeah, just sort of, was it just a case of improve what's in front of him? Kirk Cousins is a great quarterback, but he can win games. Um, so do you think it's just a case of improve? They've, they've done what they set out to do. They've improved that all line picked up a few extra picks where they could. I mean, that Darashaw trade, looking back at it, yeah, looks brilliant. But as you said, prior to it was kind of like, oh, this could go either way. Um, it's obviously worked out fairly well. Um, so just a case of, yeah, improved O-line, hand the ball off to Cook and let Cook win, win you those games. That's it. And then, you know, let's see if Justin Jefferson can have as a good season as, as the last. Obviously, people are going to mark him a lot tighter and, and scheme for him more now, you know, but then maybe Thielen gets open more. So I hope so. I think our defence really needs yeah. to step up again. It was it was probably the worst Mike Zimmer defence I've seen in a long time um, last season. But we've got a bit more, you know, Patrick Peterson coming in, I think will be big for our cornerback safety room. That will be really good experience. So you've got him and Harrison Smith now, which will hopefully really be able to lead and dominate our, our defensive back room. But so, yeah. our, our O-line and D-line were, were key to sort out, and hopefully we've got that now. See, I, I always thought, like, I know the, 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 you're saying about Cousins there, right? But Cousins, for me, has always been a bit of a mystery. There's always been a big question mark over him. The contract that he got a couple of years back, and I remember when it came out, I sort of went, what? Seriously? Because <laughs> when he was signed at first, I actually thought it was like a semi-desperation signing. I thought they were looking for a kind of QB. They signed him, and I kind of thought, well, he's not worth that money. He's, he's just not. And then the year when he's had Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen, and there was the argument at the side of the, you know, the argument at the side of the, 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 and the sidelines, and he was sort of pointing to Adam Thielen, telling him he should have ran out and he should have done that. And, and, and the play was wrong. I kind of mm. thought to myself, there's, there's, there's one issue with the Vikings. And and I and I kind of I've said it before and I'll say it. The one issue with the Vikings is Kirk Cousins, mm. uh, you know. And and you know you've got an amazing running back. I know there was issues with the line, and coming from the Bears, that's kind of cheeky. No <laughs> issues with the line, but um, <clears throat> I always thought that the games were there when they were when they lost them was because. I always felt that it was cousins that was losing them, not the other, not the other guys around them. And you know, as you as you're sort of seeing with Thielen and Jefferson and all those other guys kind of around, you know, you kind of think to yourself, there was a bit of a stagnancy. It's almost like a similar thing to what was going on in the Lions. Do you know what I mean? So I genuinely thought that over the off season that there would have been a move. There's a lot of disgruntled quarterbacks, but I like the pickup. I like Mond as a pickup, and I thought to myself, what they've done here is quite kind of what the Packers did last year with Love. I mean, obviously Cousins is a big, big, big presence in that rock locker room, and he's obviously got a really good agent. Um, but the future, Mond is a, Mond on his sort of a pro days and stuff. He's looking good. Do you know what I mean? That he's he's very capable. He can he's a baller. He can ball like. Do you know what I mean? So there's definitely there's definitely a plan for the future. Um, but I, I did see a, a 
a thing. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, you know, it's either it's either all or bust this season. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, um, and to be honest, I think, I think to be honest, all four teams in the NFC North are all or bust situations. Um, but not more so than I think with the Vikings because they, they are a, a far better team than the, the record shows. Do you know what I mean? It just, it's, um, and when you go back and look at it, even, even when they get beat in the playoffs by the Saints, do you know what I mean? At that time, um, it was, you know, I just felt it's cousins. Do you know what I mean? I don't know how you feel about it, bud, but that's kind of the way I've always sort of looked at it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Quinn. I mean, like, if you look at how he's paid, some years he he, he was like the top earning sportsman, a top 10 in the world. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. And I, I agree with you. Is he at that, that level? I would suggest probably not. He's he's good. He's he had a lot of pressure last year, which I, I, I felt from I think he was the most pressured quarterback in, in the NFL, which says a lot. So which is why we obviously need to strengthen our O line. But he needs to step up big time this season. And oh, yeah. if if he doesn't I know we he's got us over a barrel a little bit with a cap. I think next year we it's something like a, a twenty million cap penalty if we cut him at the end of the season. So yeah. Crazy. It starts becoming a bit more manageable than cutting. We, there's no way we can cut him now or trade him now. It's, it's too much of a cap hit for us. Um, but with Mon sitting behind him, let's let's see what happens. You know, let's yeah. let's see let's see if he can respond to the the challenge. And, and I hope he steps up and does it. And I do feel for him slightly. We've got we've got Cook, which is great. We've got Jefferson, who's now going to be taken as a number one receiver. And can Thielen keep it up? He, he's he's getting no younger. And then you look at our wide receiver three and four. We haven't really got much there. You know, Oda B.C. Johnson or Chad Beebe up. I'd I'd like them to pick something else up at, at wide receiver as well. Yeah. I'd I'd have liked that. But let, let's just see what happens with it. We need to hopefully go as a run first, keep our zone run scheme going. Maybe White Davis had a bit of power run into us as well. And and. Cousin makes the throw when he needs to. That's, that's going to be the key thing. He needs to keep his head on, and it's it's the plays he doesn't make rather than the plays he does. I think for 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 Cousins this year. Yeah, I've just had a quick look at it, Kirk Cousins' contract. So yeah, he does have, as you said, he does have you over the barrel a little bit. <laughs> so you're looking at so release pre first of June. You're looking at dead cap of seventy six million, forty five yeah. million into the minus uh, trade. Prior to that date, dead cap twenty, cap saving eleven million. So you're probably yeah. So you're looking at either trade pre June the first or trade post. Um, yeah, releasing is not really an option. Um, you're yeah, you'd be you'd be hit with a forty five million. So minus forty five cap, yeah. So there's no way you can you can release him. It would have to be via trade. And I, I don't think we want to, you know, I think we've got faith in him for, for this season to see where it goes. I mean, there was talk before the, the draft of the 49ers picking him up and that yeah. that would have been an interesting move. And I think the only potential move we'd have done, um, but obviously with what they've done, uh, uh, that's not happening now. And I'll give him another season. He, he He's shown enough to me to show that he, he deserves a, another shot at this. And, you know, he could lead us to the Super Bowl. He could, he could, or he could, lead us to another seven and nine season so <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay doke um right so that's the vikings um so we'll move on to the bears um so quinn welcome again um mm. so the bears eight and eight 
Yeah. Um, bit of an interesting off season. <laughs> um, so obviously didn't make the playoffs, um, but finished eight and eight. Um, so yeah, talk us through a little bit of sort of how the off season went in terms of keeping players that obviously were already on the roster and then free agent signings. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head exactly what the Bears did. Um, obviously, I know what they did in draft, but yeah, talk us through a wee bit of the sort of the off season, who signed and re-signed. So. It's a, there's a long, it's, it's, it's the long sort of a saga with the Bears now. We're three years into Nagy and Pacey's sort of a um, uh, di- dynasty. I wouldn't even go as far as to say that, but anyway, um, you know, we're we're now we're now moved away from the Trubisky sort of a uh, escapade. I personally thought Trubisky was was wasn't a bad quarterback. I just don't think he's in the right system and he has the right coach. He was sort of a, you know, sort of a naggy came along and he was the quarterback the year before and he's tried, they've tried to work it. Um, so three years down the line, after an 8-8 season and going out in the playoffs against the Saints, um, and I think we have to go back and look at how the Bears sort of played through that season. They, they, they went 5-1, and one. And then went lost three games in a row, went five and four, and then went to six and four, then six and six, then eight and seven, get beat by the Packers to do eight and eight, and only qualified for the playoffs because the Cardinals get beat. Um, so the should they have made the playoffs? No. Uh, was it detrimental for them? Yes. Yeah, there was a few players out because of COVID, like Goldman, what have you, but they were mostly on our um on our defence. And what was really sort of a startling with the Bears is, is that we had probably top five defence in the NFL, um, an all-star defence, and absolutely nowhere on offence except for Alan Robinson. Um, you know, you could argue, uh, you know, obviously Cohen went out injured Montgomery. So going into the off-season after that year, we knew that there was has has to be has to be changes. We all thought that Nagy and Pace were going to get the sack. Yeah. But when you look at the records, in the last four years they've made the playoffs in three. Do you know what I mean? So that's not you 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 don't fire a coach like that. But what what's the argument here? So the argument is is either the coaching system is wrong, or the player that you're trying to push into the system is wrong. And unfortunately, when you have the sort of upper tier management back in uh, you know the back in the management the coach then the quarterback has to go so you have to address that do you know what I mean so we knew Trubisky wasn't getting signed yeah. we knew Foles was a bust um, <laughs> you know halfway through the season Nagy stops calling the plays and Laser takes over and suddenly Trubisky can start to play ball a bit because they're playing an offence that isn't that and you can see in the point in certain games where the play changing changed when Nagy took over, the def- the offense just lost its rhythm, and we lost games. Do you know what I mean? And that's what happened against the Saints. So where was the big issues? Well, the, the same similar idea with the Vikings. There was three big areas. Quarterback was big issue. Offensive line massive issue. You cannot run. Everybody goes on in this league about quarterbacks being the the be all and end all. But if you have no offensive line, you have no quarterback. You have no time in the pocket because there isn't one. You can't, you know, unless you they don't have time to, you know, run their progressions. Um, you have no running game because you can't make holes. And we had Charles Leno at uh, tackle, who is the, the who was leading in penalties. 
Um, I mean, it was ridiculous. I can guarantee you, I didn't even have to watch the game when I heard the whistles go. I went, bye, that's a holding penalty against Charles Leno. <laughs> and it always was. Um, and then you have, like, Massey and Fede, um, you know, Cody Whitehair got injured. And, you know, but on the bright side, as the players got injured, some of the younger guys got their chance and actually showed, hey, these guys can play. So it was obvious what was going to happen. Um so through the off season, there were some big issues with the cap. Obviously, there are some big personalities in that dressing room, right? And as much as they were on Twitter giving out about things like, you know, uh, this is ridiculous, and you know, we're this is weird bears, and we want our team to success. These guys weren't for restructuring their deal under the cap, so we lost Kyle Fuller, um, ten million gone. Uh, Obviously, at that point, everybody knew he wanted out. Nobody wanted to trade for him. They knew his contract was coming to an end. So you ha- we had to let him go. Was it a big loss? Actually, I don't think it was. Um, the biggest loss I thought last year was they didn't re-sign Ha-Ha Clinton Dix. Um, and I, and, and I, what I was saying to a lot of the guys was it's not just the offensive line at the quarterback this issue. Our secondaries are absolutely terrible. Um, from Danny T back. <laughs> so Roquan Smith, amazing. Our defensive line, amazing. You know, you could see that uh, Goldman was a massive loss. Hicks stepped up, um, although coming off the back of an injury from the year before. Mac is Mac, but, you know, he's always double teamed. You've got Robert Quinn, who essentially was, you know, was playing well. I mean, a lot of people say, no, he wasn't as good as he was. But the whole point of having a dual threat pass rush is that you have to have guys in the middle that hold the line um, where was the issues? Linebacker back, so Danny T, too slow, uh, you know they should have signed, I can't remember the other guy's name um, but they should have signed him uh, they didn't, they signed Danny T because they thought well, we need a bit of experience and a team leader, wrong, they let Haha Clinton Dix go, the year before they let Adrian Amos go, wrong and they kept Kyle Fuller and what you ended up with, you ended up with guys like Jalen Johnson uh, Eddie Jackson trying to organise and Kyle Fuller and Eddie Jackson and Kyle Fuller never really gel that well together and all you got was confusion confusion leading to touchdowns against you so letting Fuller go I didn't think was such a massive issue um, you have to work with the cap that you have um, and then obviously the big sort of a signing which I nearly threw the TV remote out of the window for was is that they signed Andy Dalton for ten million, <laughs> and I actually thought to myself, is this a joke? Like, is this an actual joke? Ten million for Andy Dalton when you had Fitzpatrick and you had uh, Tyra Taylor, and I thought this is just this is just the wrong signing, and, and no matter how many people could say to me. Otherwise, I tried to, you know, show me like Dalton's stats or what he was doing. I kind of thought to myself, there better be something up their sleeve here for the draft. There has to be something up the sleeve for the draft. Because there's no way that you are literally about to lose your job as a head coach and a general manager. And you go out and you, you put all your money on Andy Dalton, who has had one good season in the last, what, eight, nine? You know, if that, do you know what I mean? So so there was there was that sort of a question. Um, you know, the Bears, they're not a bad team on paper when you look at them. But what was quite clear is that the system wasn't working. So going into the draft, um, 
we now have a new system. And that's going from a guy who was supposed to be coach of the year two or three years ago. Do you know what I mean? Um, you know, you get you still got K Met from last year, which was a great sign in a tight end. You've got Graham. Yes, he's expensive, but you know what? He seems to pull touchdowns out of the sky when he needs to. Goldman's coming back. Um, you know, we've now got rid of Leno. Um, Cohen's coming back. Montgomery, top four uh, running back. Um, we've signed Wallace, uh, which I thought was quite an interesting signing. It's, it's, a, it's a really interesting signing for a backup. Um, you know, you've got Noll there, who's a kind of rookie. We signed another guy um, in the draft as well as a rookie, which I thought was more of an experiment. Um, just try to see. Um, but the big thing for us was obviously in the draft was the signing of Justin Fields, um, which I actually thought was an amazing signing. And actually, genuinely, for us, it's an amazing signing. For Justin, um, I actually felt really sorry for him. Do you know what I mean? Because there was no question coming up in this draft that there was three top quarterbacks in this draft. No question about it. Trevor Lawrence at number one, and then you had the argument between Trey Lance and Justin Fields at number two. And arguably, Justin Fields on his day will beat Trevor Lawrence and Trey Lance. You know, he's very intelligent young guy, very athletic. He already has sort of a done it against Clemson, and, and you know, back, uh, you know, back in college and what have you. And two weeks before the draft, it comes out that he's got epilepsy, juvenile myoclonic epilepsy. And suddenly his value tumbles out of the top 10 in the draft. And I, I actually thought that's quite shocking because the the doctors and the medics said it's, it's rare he'll grow out of it. He's probably already grown out of it. Do you know what I mean? So there was no question there that he's, he's not going to be able to play. You know, sometimes a bit of ignorance works in your favour. So they trade up to get Justin Fields and, you know, I can't, cannot argue i really genuinely think now uh, going forward we actually do have a, a shot like we do have a shot i think he's a class quarterback um i think he's going to work very well on Nagy's system um i think he's intelligent enough to understand what's what's required of him um we signed alan robinson on a franchise tag i think as much as there was a lot of arguments about alan robinson and what he said he was once paid he stayed true to his word, which was he wanted to make the success of the Bears that he started with. And that's the reason why he took the franchise tag um, and not decided to, you know, not play or not turn up for camp or throw his toys at the pram. Um, you know, there's, um, they've they made a, another couple of signs at wide receiver as well. And what they're really going for is speed. So you've got five, six wide receivers, all really, really fast. Um, and it's going to be a very interesting uh, uh, season to come. With regards to our O-line, we signed Jenkins, which I thought was a was an absolute steal. And then is it uh, Bowman or Bowman? Again, another another great steal. And we signed another uh, quarter, uh, cornerback as well. Um, I'll try to see. Uh, but yeah, so looking forward into this season, um, it's, it's, it's all or bust it really is for Nagy and Pace um, I predict that Dalton will be benched probably by week four <laughs> if not before <laughs> um, 
and uh, I, I think if they could trade Foles tomorrow, they would. But um, I the don't only think that's going to happen, to be honest. No, it's contract. You. Do you know? What I mean, um, he, the only people that were maybe biting were the Eagles, and that sort of a that sort of a said no uh, at the end of that one as well. You know, so. Um, but yeah, no. Look, looking forward to uh, sort of a building from the start again a wee bit. But our defense um, is rapidly aging, shall we say? And mm. they've only got one season and a second season in it. Um, so I think if you get to week three, I mean, our first game's against the Rams. You're not going to put Justin Fields out against Aaron Donald. No. Do you know what I mean? And uh, you know, uh, you're just not going to do that. Um, so Dalton's there to probably. I think they 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 signed him in desperation. I think out of all the quarterbacks yeah. that were there, they probably fitted Nagy's system the best. Um, I think he's worked with Laser before. I think they thought to themselves, you know, he, you know, he didn't play that badly for the for the Cowboys, to be honest. And the Cowboys again in a very similar situation. Two, you know, they lost. Uh, they lost their running back and they had two, two, three really good wide receivers, but they had no line. Do you know what I mean? So, like, you know, Andy Dalton's second game, uh, the hit that he took, you kind of thought, wow, they lost Dak last week and they're going to lose Dalton this week. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it was <laughs> You know, and I don't even think that, uh, that it was meant. I think it was genuinely the line just dissolved in front of him and he got hit by, you know, a 240 pound linebacker. <laughs> Straight on, you know, so, um, but yeah, no, uh, for us, um, I think it's going to be make or break either. And if, if it's a break, then Nagy and Pace, and probably Phillips are gone at the end of it. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think, I mean, it was it was widely discussed, obviously, one of our other sort of community members, Paul, sort of he's been with us for yeah. a long, long time. Um, big big Bears fan as well so there, there's quite a lot of Bears discussion goes on in the chat um, yeah. and I think obviously Paul's very outspoken about about uh, Nagy and Pace and I think everybody kind of sort of thought oh yeah this is sort of that this will be then done and then obviously during the draft out of nowhere Bears boom trade up another quarterback yeah. um, I mean I was absolutely dealing um, because sitting as a Patriots fan I thought Justin Fields is about to fall in our lap, um, and obviously the Bears jumped in. Um, so I was absolutely gutted at that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, yeah, as you've kind of mentioned, I think Pace and Nagy have bought themselves a little bit of time almost. Um, whether or not, well, or I think that, should I say, um, just purely because if, do you think you give up that much draft capital to then fire the head coach after one season. I do you know something? I think I think once you start digging a pit, you, it's it's already it's already when it starts to get that deep. I mean, the Mac signing, as much as Khalil Mac hasn't been as productive as he was, um, you know, he has restructured that deal. I don't know how many times, um, because he, he wants the team to to you know to sort of succeed. Any of the guys who were very outspoken in the off season, including Eddie Jackson, and if anybody I thought might get traded now is probably Eddie Jackson because there seemed to be three sort of a poisonous sort of a thorns in the dressing room. One was probably Kyle Fuller. The other one was um, uh, uh, Cardell Patterson, 
and the last one was Eddie Jackson. And you have to kind of realise when you're on Twitter, these things sort of sink in. They just don't have any replacements for Jackson, and his deal's pretty solid. Um, Cardell Patterson, um, I, I thought, is a phenomenal, phenomenal footballer who's playing in all different all different areas of the field. And he was running back, he was playing tight end, you know, he was playing in the slot, he was, you know, doing punt return, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. But you've got Tariq Cohen coming back after that ACL. I mean, th- there you go. There, there you've got, a, 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 you know, you've got your power running back in Montgomery. You've got Cohen. Um, the team doesn't need um, doesn't need a lot to be serious contenders. I mean, we, they did go, you know, they, they, I mean, they beat the Buccaneers last year. You know, they've beat, the, the, you know, they've, they've beat the Vikings, they beat the Lions. You know, they got beat in return. Do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, but... You know, they, 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 they get beaten overtime against the Saints. They give the, their arms a decent run for their money. You know, so they, they, they can ball. Um, I think the problem is, is I think what people real what people want is people have it suspected. I think since, probably since 2018, 17, 18 time, when they got into the playoffs and there was a, you know, after the double doink sort of idea with Parkey, people have the fans have thought to themselves there is a real opportunity here that we can we can actually get to a Super Bowl and then everything seems to be falling around and as they you know around them uh, the year a uh, couple of years back when they came to London I mean everybody's going on about Trubisky Trubisky won his first couple of games he then got injured um, you know Chase Daniels took over got beat he came back the kid was playing injured do you know what I mean and as much as you see, I mean, you have to give him an opportunity. But he got benched after two games of the season last year. He won his first two games. And just as it was kind of going weird in the third game, they benched him, they put foals on. Do you know what I mean? Or in the fourth game, sorry. And then you can think to yourself, why are you doing that? I mean, quarterbacks throw interceptions. Quarterbacks get hit. Quarterbacks lose turnovers. They, you know, it's not all down to him. There must be other reasons, but he took the brunt of it. And I, I just think to myself, there was a bit of um, they needed a fall guy, and he was he was the fall guy. Um, I, I think if you looked at a resume for Matt Nagy, and you said, you know, he came from the Chiefs, coach of the year, he's been in the playoffs three times in the last four years. I, I mean, there's teams out there whose teams have never made the playoffs in the last six years and they haven't changed their coaching staff. Um, I think the problem is in Chicago is there is no tolerance. There is zero tolerance for incompetence. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just like, nope, out. But who are you going to replace them with? Who would want to take that on? I think genuinely, um, if there was to be any firings, uh, um, probably, uh, for me, uh, pace to a certain extent because he has... His trades to date have been very questionable. Glennon, yeah, and uh, a few others. Dalton as well. But I can understand you panic. You want a QB. You need someone with experience that has worked with the team before. And, you know, um, you know, you want someone who can throw a couple of thousand yards. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, why not? You, you him. I'd prefer to probably Fitzpatrick. I think he'd have probably brought a bit of charisma to the team. Do you know what I mean? And everybody would have. Uh, liked it, but unless they had an idea up up their sleeve that they were going to do something in the draft, um, you know, to trade up and get Justin Fields, I think is fantastic. But I think it was all they're going to either be Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Um, 
And I thought, honestly, thought Justin Fields wouldn't have dropped out the top ten. Um, I just couldn't see it happening. Um, yes, I mean, I think as soon as it, obviously, I was watching sort of all eyes on the QBs, uh, and when he got past Denver, um, I yeah. thought, right, this is going to happen. Um, and I thought he would seriously fall to fall to the Pats, but. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously the Bears jumped in there first. Um, so just as we round up the Bears, um, so obviously looking ahead to next season, so just a case of obviously 8-8, eight and eight, um, slightly improve on that. Obviously we do now have that 17th game. So you're looking at 10 wins, 11 wins, sneak a wild card spot. I don't know. They have a mass, They have one of the most difficult seasons. Do you know what I mean? Um, if you actually look at their schedule... Strength of schedule, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's insane who they're playing. Um, I think a lot of it will depend on what happens in Green Bay. Do you know what I mean? I think, obviously, a lot of it's going to happen, what happens over in Minnesota. I think, obviously, as well, that the Lions are in for a massive shout this year as well. Uh, they're a real dark horse. Um, I would be, at this precise moment in time, I would like a winning season. If you said playoffs, yeah. What I'd love to see is um I'd love to see Fields come on and, and, and turn the team around and really and really make it work. Wild card spot, absolutely. Take it take your hand off for it. Can I see as one in the NFC North? I think that is and probably not. Do you know what I mean? I think well, it all depends on what happens in Green Bay. Do you know what I mean? To a certain extent. Um um, but yeah, I mean the future the future is brighter than it like <laughs> it genuinely is a lot better than it was the last couple of years. But my worry will be the defense will start to will start to fall to under, yeah. Um, and we'll just have to address it as it comes along. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. um, but O line looks strong, you know. Yeah. Just okay, to okay. just Oops, to sorry. jump in, um, do you worry that? Obviously, like you're saying, it's last chance saloon really for Nagy. Um, like heading the chopping block and all the rest of it. If they start poorly, do you think there's a worry that they would chuck Fields in and he's in a kind of, obviously not quite as bad as Sam Darnold, but just a, a kind of horror show around him where he's got, he doesn't have the supporting cast to show what he can do. And he's kind of, as you mentioned before, the fans don't, doesn't take much for the fans to get on their back. So... Don't know, no, I don't, know if, I don't know if you really explained that well, but, you know, he's no, I, under I, pressure from the off kind of thing. To be honest with you, um, no, I think he's more than capable to handle it, right? I think he is. I mean, his scores for he, he, for his mental capability of it, I think he is. And he's very determined. Does he have the weapons around him? Absolutely. Is it Marquis Goodwin or somebody that you've designed as well? I'm trying to look through my, my sort of our notes there. But he has got the weapons. The weapons are there. Darnell Mooney, I mean, is like if you go back and watch that kid's tapes from last year, like you know how many like cornerbacks and safeties he just broke their ankles on. I mean, that guy is unbelievable when you strip when he's when he's skinning guys left, right, and center, and he's four or five yards separation, and mm. no one's picking him up, and no one's throwing them out. And when they do throw him the ball, it's either overthrown or underthrown. You kind of think to yourself, right, I can get the argument here. Can Andy Dalton provide that accuracy? And I, no, he can't. Can Justin Fields? Yes, he can. 
Um, I think what what like it's like anything else. It's a bit what I would be worried about is you know it's a bit like Joe Burrow getting dropped in, as you say, dropped in, and then he gets injured more than anything mm-hmm. else. He's hit, and and he and he comes away with a bad injury. Um, and I think you know, um, last chance saloon it is. Um, but again, I think a lot at times I think with the Bears fans, I think a lot of them are going right. This is this 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 might not be our year, but next year could be. Do you know what I mean? Um, depending on how this how this kid sort of goes, and it, there's a lot of arguments around saying, "Oh well, you know, um, is he the right fit for the Bears?" And I think Nagy's going to ruin him, and all that kind of. Well, Nagy didn't ruin Patrick Mahomes, you know, or Nagy didn't. You know what I mean? So there's yeah, um, there's other things because Nagy was still in Kansas City when Mahomes turned up. Do you know what I mean? You know, he was there for a year. Do you know what I mean? So, um, and arguably, did Nagy ruin Trubisky? Um, I think that ship had already sort of a sold, to be honest. Uh, sort of a sale, sailed. Um, but it's a bit like, what's um, that? A wee bit where, you know, like, you, there's only so many excuses you can have before you run out of excuses. Do you know what I mean? So, um, if they get Fields and they don't use them properly, then Nagy's gone at the end of the season. Fields is going to be there for the next five years. Do you know what I mean? So um, I just think that uh, the van out of options. I, I, I'd say Dalton will play the first couple of games, or what will happen is they'll bring Dalton and then maybe bring Fields on every now and again or something, trying half the snaps. Where Foles fits into the situation, I have no idea. Do you know what I mean? I think. I don't know what's going on there. A lot of money. <laughs> yeah, the full yeah the false one was a wee bit wee bit odd. Um, and then obviously going in with the whole QB one tweet from the Bears prior, and then out of nowhere train for Fields. Um, so yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. I think as SC said, um, looking sort of outside that division, it's always a worry for a team with a with a rookie quarterback, especially as as you said as well. The, the Bears fans aren't the most patient. I think. The yeah. right way to put it. Um, I think the UK ones tend to be a little bit more sensible. I think it's more the American ones that kind of yeah. get on the backs a little bit quicker. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. Um, but yeah, so as you mentioned, obviously there was quite a big issue in Green Bay that could affect the rest of the division. So we'll move on to the Green Bay Packers, um, who obviously won that division last year. Um, finished 13-3, and three, finished the season extremely strongly with six wins on the banks. Um, only lost one game at home, um, or six and two away from Lambeau. Um, moved, well, basically got to the NFC Championship game and then obviously was beaten by the greatest quarterback of all time um, in his own house, um, who then obviously went on to win another Super Bowl, but we won't, we won't mention that too much. Um, so, yeah, so... We were due to have a Packers fan on, as I mentioned, but unfortunately he had to work. But he has provided me some notes that I'm just going to quickly run through. Um, so basically he has said that the biggest signings made of the season um, were made sort of in-season and not too active in free agency. Um, David Battiari, um, the, the penalty king or non-penalty king, um, Kenny Clark, Arden Jones, um, so he he basically said he wasn't expecting too much in free agency, which I think is fairly common in Green Bay. Um, and they picked up AJ Dillon, um, which was an insurance pick in case Jones didn't sign. Um, 
He's also said most of the 22 starters are back. Um, Raven Green may be the only one not back. And Montarius Adams, if he was classed as a starter too, but he doubts it. Um, he said losing Lindsay was a major blow, but couldn't afford to pay him. Um, Mercedes Lewis re-signing was huge for the run game. Basically has an extra lineman for the running backs. Um, moving on to the draft, um, he said that they addressed holes throughout. Um, Eric Stokes doesn't need to be rushed now that they have Kevin King on a one-year deal. Uh, Myers replaces uh, Lindsay, but Evelyn Jenkins can step in the centre if he struggles or isn't ready. Amari Rogers replaces Tyler Irvin, Tavon Austin role, while adding a true slot receiver, which we've missed since Cobb, um, who Amari has been compared to and who Amari's dad used to coach as a wide receiver coach at Kentucky. Uh, he's also a good returner, which the Packers badly needed. Um, round four onwards are all basically depth pieces, versatility on O-line, playing multiple slots. TJ Slayton to help the D-line after Adams left and reduce Kenny snaps to make it more meaningful. Uh, James Charles will play behind Chandon Sullivan at the slot cornerback. Colvin Lanham was a local kid, great story, depth piece. McDuffie, special teamer in depth following Kirksley let go. Um, Killen Hill, running back, was a sneaky need. And Dexter Williams, not a running back three, so needed someone to fill in and Killian will be great. Um, he's basically summed up by saying overall not a massive off season, but lots of sneaky good moves. Draft is more for next year as it, as it is the GM style. Um, and he has uh, rounded it off at the end by saying, "Oh, and Rogers, I'd expect him to play. Can't see him holding out, but I can see a contract extension to give him more security happening before the season." Um, so a nice little summary there, and I think he's ended it quite nicely with where I kind of want this to go. Obviously, we've got sort of two on SC looking from outside the Packers, but within that division. Um, and obviously this Rodgers issue could change the division massively. You've probably then got the Bears and Packers looking at, sort of, uh, sorry, the Bears and Vikings looking right. This is our division now to win. And then the Lions sort of probably then going, oh, we've got a wee chance now. Um, so yeah, so, oh, crikey. Somebody all right? <laughs> um, so where... Where do we think, or what do we think Rodgers does? Do we, do we think he's going to be traded? I mean, the Denver Broncos were obviously looking at that. Or do we think this is just all Rodgers wanting another new contract? Um. So, like, I, said, were, I had a discussions with a few guys before, right? And I kind of said, you know, there's, a, there's there comes a point in every team where you feel that you you kind of you run out of excuses, right? So for me, what's happened is for the last what 10, 11 seasons is it eleven seasons since they won the Super Bowl, right? Um, which was questionable how they got there in the first place. But anyway, <laughs> better about that one. But anyway, moving on. Um, he has got to the playoffs almost every season, except for the season he was injured, and he has. Bombed out of the playoffs every season since then, and at some point, yeah, we have to remember that these teams are a business. And as much as he is a very good quarterback, an elite quarterback, I'm not going to get away from him. He's a game changer. He's you know he's bigger arm. He's a six shooter. The whole works right. He is great. He has run that team. Bit of a prima donna, stamped his feet, threw his toys at the pram. Do you know what I mean? And you know, at the end of it, they're not any further forward. Do you know what I mean? They they get they win the NFC North, which arguably the three other teams in, the, in, in that every year 
have issues have a or have had issues and you know they get sometimes they get a really easy run at it um and they still can't they still can't get to that Super Bowl you know what I mean um so last year for me when they when they when they when they took Jordan Love that was an intention to say hey um we're we're not we, we as an organization are going to start looking in a different way I thought their system last year was phenomenal their plays were really smart really interesting plays how they how they sort of a you know, you had uh, Devontae Adams and stuff doing those switchback runs and all that kind of idea, and Scanlon up the middle. Really, really, really smart offensive plays. Um, you know, and um, I thought the timing of all this sort of a trade talks was very interesting. Everything was, there wasn't a mission about it until draft day, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I went traded, came out of nowhere, or I'm not happy, um, but why wouldn't you be happy? You've essentially got the best offense uh, and one of the best teams out there. Um, you know they were number one seed last year. Um, so where, where who who does it fall down? Who does it fall down on? Is it the coach or is it the quarterback? Yeah, I, I mean, again, from an outsider looking in, obviously, as I mentioned, my Patriots fan had Brady for a long time. Who obviously took team friendly deals. Um, yeah. So most of the time, he there was there was one where he he was highly paid. Um, whereas Aaron Rodgers is pretty much every time he's got that new deal is top guy in the NFL. Obviously, yeah. he isn't now. Obviously, there's a couple of guys who have now, or a few guys who have now moved ahead of him. Um, so. I can understand why he's unhappy in terms of. I mean, we spoke before about. The, the Packers' record of drafting in the first round. They've never taken an offensive player in the first round since Aaron Rodgers has been there, which is quite phenomenal given how long he's been there. But again, as you mentioned, Quinn, they have a phenomenal offense. So, I don't... I mean, nobody knows what Rodgers is thinking. Like, he's got a great offense. He was the number one seed. But does he want to be the highest paid? Is that what he's looking for? Is he looking for that recognition that he thinks he's the best quarterback of all time. He wants to be paid like that, or no? I I think what what he wants genuinely is another Super Bowl, and I yeah. think you've got there comes a point when you get to your career, and, and he's getting on now. You know what I mean? He's not a young man. One, he's been injured a few times. One bad hit, his career could be over. He's looking back at it, and he's saying to himself, you know, he got, he 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 asked for everything in the last two years. He has asked for everything. You get rid of the coach. You get rid of McCarthy. You got a new coach in. Do you know what I mean? They, they, he wanted these wide receivers. He wanted this lineman. He wanted his line to change. Big, strong guy. He's had everything he wants. Do you know what I mean? And so he essentially got beat last year by a bunch of old men and a couple of husbands. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And that's the truth of the matter. You know, no, I mean? Tom Brady slander, thank you very much. <laughs> no, but like I'm not no, but you know, seriously, if you if you look at it, there was absolutely no way in this earth that the Buccaneers should have won that game. Not a chance should they have won that game. Do you know what I mean? If you looked at the previous form and what have you over the season, but they started picking momentum and the Buccaneers played to a very good system. And do you know what? 
it just shows you there was old like there's a bit of life in some old old, old, old and I'm an old I, I actually am a bit of an old romantic. I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Do you know what I mean? I really did. I seen um I seen about when I saw that picture of like Fournette and Brady and Gronk and Antonio Brown and all that and 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 them standing with the Super Bowl. Can I thought to myself it's class like it's it's like it's like a movie. Do you know what I mean? It's like you know you know, but I think from a Packers point of view, from an organisation point of view, at some point you have to turn around and say, we're going to have to move on here. And I think that's what's happening. And but the thing is, Rodgers is such a character and he's so well thought of as a quarterback that he's leading the press a bit by saying, hey, I don't want to go back. Why wouldn't you want Where are you going to go? The Denver don't have anything. They don't have the weapons that the Packers do. Do you know what I mean? But, in the back of his mind, he must think to himself, I want to go somewhere that I have a shout at, at, getting, at getting another Super Bowl. So yeah. where, where, where does that leave you? Patriots? Um, Not now, but yeah, I mean, definitely pre-draft, that was, I mean, there was never really any sort of serious rumour seemed to be doing the rounds. Um, there was some slight mentions that possibly the Patriots had contacted the Packers. Um, but I, I mean, I don't think we saw that from Rapp or Schefter or any of those guys. Um, but the yeah, one, as you, it'll just you. be interesting to see where and if he is going to go. I mean, where does he go now? Denver to me seems about the only option. Yeah, they're, they're funny enough. Before the off season started, the one team, the one team I thought might have made a play for him, and he would have been interested to go to, was the Rams. Do you know what I mean? But they didn't. They went for Stafford instead. I think you know that I mean? might have been an issue with that one. Yeah, but then there's a big thing about taking on a prima donna. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot, there's a lot going on there. But I think the Packers, as an organisation, your man, uh, uh, what is it McFleur or the the McFleur, yeah, yeah, he's shown that he can design an offense that is going to be absolutely lethal. And Jordan Love can ball. Like, do you know what I mean? So. I want to see Rogers staying where he is, but Love taking over halfway through that season, and Rogers basically capitulated. That 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 would be my <laughs> ideal <laughs> situation for me. I'm hoping that the Bucks show people how to play him. You know, sit off him, play zones, and he'll he'll throw interceptions. That that <laughs> that's how I saw it. You know, is that the way to play him? He hasn't. Has, has he got the arm he used to have? Has he got enough weapons at wide receiver? So we'll find out, but. I think he'll stay where he is. I think it's more he hates getting hit. He hates getting hit. He hates getting touched. When you when you come up against when you come up against JPP and David Noah and that Bucks team, they were hitting him. They were touching him. They were getting to him. Even if they weren't actually hitting him, hitting him, they were annoying him. And as he more and more and more, let him know that they were there. Yeah. Yeah. And the more and more he got. More and more he got careless, and the more and more he started throwing those interceptions. Do you know what I mean? So, and you know, I think going forward in their own divisions, Vikings strengthened that D line. They've got a good pass rush. The Bears have got a good pass rush, and you know, so have the Lions now. Do you know what I mean? So there's going to be a lot of people touching them. Um, what did you think about them going to the Raiders? I thought that would have been quite an interesting move. Uh, that would have been an interesting one, obviously, with, with Gruden there. 
Um, but yeah, there was uh, there was I think it was was it Schefter I think had tweeted that there'd possibly been a call made. Um, and I, I mean I think if you are in the Raiders situation, get on Rogers. Yeah, I think you've got to pull that trigger, but. That would have been a lot of draft capital to give up. Um, I think they're all sitting in the same division. Is it, they, they're in the same division as Kansas City, aren't they? That's the only issue. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that would be the big issue there. Do you know what I mean? You know, so uh, that would be the same with the Broncos as well. So if he got, if he, if he does go there, he'd be, he'd be sitting in that division as well. He's not. Uh, going to the He's not. I, no, I mean I. I think if something was going to happen, it would have happened by now. To be perfectly honest, yeah. we're we're getting now obviously into almost well, some training camps have started, but we're getting seriously close to sort of the the main training camps going. And I yeah, I think if it was if a team was going to pull the because teams will have contacted them, they'll have been in touch, they'll know what if the Packers were going to do it, they'd know what they wanted, and somebody would have pulled the trigger on it. But yeah, I think we're we're just kind of that too late stage that I. Whether he sits out, I don't know. I don't think he will. Um, but it'll be a very interesting one to follow through um sort of the rest of the off season and then and then through training camps and preseason. Um but yeah, I think that's probably a good place to leave the Packers. Um so we will move on finally to the Lions. So yes, welcome again. Hello. Um so I so the Lions, 5-11 and 11 last season, um, lost their last four games, um, actually were better on the road, um, went 4-4, four four, whereas they were 1-7 one one in Detroit, um, Patricia gone, um, and replaced with the knee bite himself, <laughs> which was a very interesting press conference, um, yeah. so... About the off season, obviously, what have kind of the, the lines done? Yeah, so yeah, obviously get rid of Patricia um, for a I won't I won't call him an offensive guru, but an offense a defensive sorry guru a defensive based coach to have the third worst defense in NFL history last year. Um, I think says it all. So they were obviously thirty second in points allowed, thirty second in yards allowed. Uh, offense wasn't much better. They were twentieth, I think, there or thereabouts. So it just hasn't hasn't worked out. Um, off season, they let all their wide receivers go. I think pretty much. Um, it seems to be. I think they seem to be kind of going the Browns route and kind of blowing it up and starting again. Obviously, the trade they traded Stafford, um, brought in Goff brought in the, the draft picks. I think if they were if they were going to trade Stafford, now's the time to do it because he's obviously he's not getting any younger. Does get injured quite a lot, but it, on his day he's a brilliant quarterback. So yeah. time time will tell how that how that goes. Um I think I, I don't think Goff is a disaster. Like you know he's he's certainly good enough. He's shown he's good enough to to get it done. Um it's hard, but it'll be interesting to see him in a different system. There was a lot of talking, obviously, LA about how, you know, um, oh god, what's the Rams coach called? McVeigh was was feeding him the coverages and yeah. all this kind of talk. Um, and how much of that's true, who knows? Um, 
McVeigh does seem a bit out there as well anyway as a as a leader kind of thing. He, to me, when you've seen him on um likes uh, uh hard knocks and that, he seemed he, like he reminded me of like a, a a cult leader, like that's what I kind of thought <laughs> of him as. So maybe, you know, I'll be interested to see how Goff does. I think he might do okay. It it wouldn't surprise me at all if he was, you know, really solid. I don't think it, it it's it's not like they've traded for Andy Dalton for talking sake or uh, what's his face uh, Foles. So they've obviously they, they, they've got a quarterback in there. They so so fell to them in the draft. Well, maybe not fell to them, but he certainly could have gone earlier. Um, by all accounts, he was the best tackle in the draft. Um, so that's that's a really good pickup for them, I think. Um, they've got De- uh, Decker and Ragnow on the line as well. Um, I, think, I think Ragnow was pro, all pro last year, pro bowl at least. Um, I read earlier he played part of the th- season with fractured throat as well, which I'd imagine was quite problematic for a lineman. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't I don't know. Can it, I mean, their coach just seems bonkers. So I don't know how that. I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know if you guys seen the quote today about him wanting a wanting a tiger or a lion rather, yeah. uh, a pet lion, and I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. But um, he seems like a character anyway. So so they love that if nothing else. Um, if the players they let go, probably Galladay, you would have wanted to keep. But he, he he was coming off an injury, and obviously he got big money in uh, New York. So it's a question of whether you wanted to pay him or not. We obviously didn't, um, so he left. Sanu left um, as well. Who who wasn't didn't do anything special. I don't think they've they've lost anything dramatic apart from Galladay. Um and that's probably an area they should have, they could have maybe have strengthened in the off season, but they don't really seem to have. They they did take a wide receiver in the fourth round, um, but they seem to be going the the, the, the trenches route. Um, picked two rookie defensive tackles in round two and three. Um, again, I was reading the the Lions draft class seems to be quite highly thought of. I I don't yeah. know much about the the college players myself, but. They seem to be pretty happy with that. Interior lines they've struggled since uh, since Sue left. They've you know it's an area they've never had. They've always had pretty decent pass rushes, pass rushers. They'd Ziggy Anza obviously, um, and they've got Trey Flowers, Okawara who had a, who had a good year last year, ten sacks I think he had. Um, so that's going to be pretty interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, they've they've got. They're, they're starting from scratch, I suppose, with it to a certain extent. But I think they've got a lot of good players there. Um, still, they could still be a threat. Terrible last season. Even their wins, where you know it was the likes of the Jags and the Falcons and stuff like that. They did beat the Bears in Soldier Field somehow. Uh, but um, they beat. They actually beat Washington as well. Who you know, all right, it's the NFC East, but Washington were a were a decent team last year. They were solid enough. So. Um, interesting to see how they go. But a team to a team to keep an eye on, that's for sure. But the football, they say, they always say it's all about the trenches. So they've certainly get solid on both sides there. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. I think. Yeah, I mean that that was going to be my next question. Obviously, you mentioned Goff Stafford tree. Obviously, that was probably one of the biggest things in the off season. Happened quite early. Um, 
other than obviously the Niners' big trade um, for the third pick. Um, looking at the depth chart, number one wide receiver, Tyrell Williams. Number two, Rashad Perryman. Number three, Quintez Cephas. And then number four, you've got your rookie, Amon Rassant Brown, who I actually really like. Um, I was keeping an eye on where he would go. I, I kind of hope the Pats might take a punt on him late on. Um, do you think that is a major, major worry going into the season? You've got not a rookie quarterback, but a new quarterback, new head coach. Your number one and number two wide receivers are both brand new. Um, that, to me, doesn't really spell success almost. Um, do you think that could be a major worry going into the yeah. going into the off season, uh, the the season, Sonny? Yeah, um, I think Tyra Williams isn't is is not bad. Um, obviously, he's he's probably not a number one <laughs> one receiver, but that's where he finds himself now. But um, yeah, I don't know what they did running back wise. I think they let their running backs go as well, didn't they? Carry on Johnson, or is he still there? Uh, they've, they've, Andre Swift, uh, DeAndre Swift is the uh, number one running back. Um, yeah. Adrian Peterson went and um, he mm-hmm. walked. Um, but yeah, DeAndre Swift um, is number one. So yeah, I think other than TJ Hawkins, and I think they are maybe a little bit short on weapons. Um, so it will be interesting to see what golf can do um, mm-hmm. in an entirely new offense. Yeah, you would have to think they are putting all their eggs in the, the run game really with those wide receivers. Um yeah. that was an offense where Goff got to the Super Bowl at the end of the day, leaning on uh, Gurley. So you need to see how that goes. But looking longer term, I suppose, worst case scenario, they're ter- terrible again this year, but they've got high draft picks again plus the the picks from the the trades. Um yeah. I think you fit it right there, SC. I don't I don't know how much they're looking at this season as the Lions, you know, just hearing it there it doesn't sound great for them, does it? But the capital they've got next draft and, you know, the line, both offense and defensive lines that they're building at the moment. It's it's gotta be good for the future. But whether that could be realised this season or not, it, it time will tell. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they look at a bit like the, the Cowboys from a couple of years ago where they had a brilliant line um and they had Zeke, obviously, but the rest of the team was was trash. So it's like it's one of those. You just never know with the NFL. They could they could come out and be brilliant. It seems unlikely at the moment. Uh, obviously, a very tough division as well. Um, it will be very uh, tough for them to turn it around this year. So yeah, looking to the future, I suppose they did take a running back in the seventh round as well. So see how he does. Uh, Jamar Jamar Jefferson. Um, been a real they've always been a bit of a, a mystery again right certain things you know you had like Calvin Johnson you know um, you, you know you, before that you had some you know great players and Barry Sanders and different things like that they've always had some they've always had um, you know these sort of uh, great players but they've never managed to ever just get across the line do you know what I mean where they want to go um, and you know Matt Stafford um you know, coming out of college, Heisman Trophy winner, you know, a lot of promise, you know, you know, first round draft pick, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it just, it, it was almost like a stagnancy. It hit him straight away as he, as he kind of, as he, as he got there. Um, Again, thought, yeah, he was definitely one, I thought it would be traded. Um, But bringing in golf is a very interesting one where if you design an offense around a heavy run game and a short pass game, and at the slots, which is where golf likes to play. 
he likes short, fast passing and a good run game. Yeah. Um, I, I thought that they would have made um, made a signing for a, or made a move for a really big running back. Do you know what I mean? Like a real powerhouse uh, running back, you know, like try to trade for you know, Chubb or, you know, Alvin Kamara or some really crazy, like really go, you know, all in and, you know, and try and get a big, big, big running back to try and push that forward for them. But um, you're probably right. It's probably a build season for them maybe to next year. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but you never know. They're a dark horse, you know? Yeah, I think you've summed that up quite well that, yeah, um, I think we've seen this, numerous times over the years every off season there's usually one or two of these teams that it's kind of right this is the start of the rebuild the trade somebody big away as luke said get that draft capital um looking ahead to next season I mean, we've seen the browns do it the jets have done it um there's lots of teams that have done it so yeah very much sort of a build year i think um so se looking to next season what what would they what would sort of the goal Jack can be for for the Lions? Is it try and improve that record, or would you, because it is a rebuild season, is it not really sort of maybe bothered about the record? Um, if you believe in tanking, that's probably their best idea. Yeah. <laughs> really, it, you know, if you're looking to to really build your team, but I think like, I think uh, Quinn touched on it. They they always compete and they're always they they always dramatic dramatic losses like last minute losses or failed comebacks and um I mean it wasn't that lot. I mean Jim Caldwell done a pretty good job with Detroit. Um they were they they lost in the playoffs a couple of times. They fired them after a nine and seven season. So it's like, <laughs> what do they expect? You know, it, it's kind of a bit of a strange one like that. Um. I think it'll be too tough for them. As much as they might want to do well this season, I think it'll be too tough for them. You know, we talked about it. Their, their offense weapons, unless something crazy happens, just they aren't there. Um, pretty young defensive backs um, there. So I think I think it's a, a rebuild. Um, keep those draft picks and and look to next season. Um, look to the draft again to if they have another. Like I said, they, they they're draft grade was really good for, for what that's worth so if they can do that again this year and maybe next year again then they'll be in a, a much stronger position for maybe a Green a green Bay team without Rodgers at that point <laughs> that's, that's exactly it so, I mean they, they could get some big weapons in, in next year's draft with the capital they've got you know they could pick up a running back and a wide receiver quite comfortably um, they've, they've got their own line there you know with with Penny Store and Ragnar, that's that's a great foundation to build off, and you just need to get some weapons in, really, and, and maybe they look to the draft to do that rather than than trades and, and pick them up that way. Yeah, I think if if they had wanted a wide receiver, they would, you know, there were obviously loads still on the boards for them um, that they could have taken. Um, so they've got a plan at least by the looks of things. So see where it goes. Yeah, I think. Possibly as kind as Luke kind of touched on there, but looking ahead to to possibly next season and what what will be there, I think a big thing could be the cap issue. Um, in terms of not as in for the Lions, but the league cap. Um, there's rumours that next year's cap still won't be above what last year's was. 
so there could be teams that are in thinking Saints, teams like that, that were in a bit of trouble this year. Falcons, Saints. I mean, looking at the Falcons, obviously, there's some pretty nifty wide receivers on that team. They could be in a position where they have to let them walk or release them. So there could be guys available next year. Um, and there'll be other teams as well um, that are are in are in cap trouble. So so they have to go. Um, so there there could be there could be free agency. And then as you said, looking ahead to that draft, they've got plenty of capital there. Get yourself a wide receiver. Get yourself a running back. And you're not going to be a complete offense, but you, that's a big big way. Um, to sort of head in, in the right direction. Um, and I think some of the moves they've made this year are good. Um, I've, I thought I wouldn't say I'm impressed with the new head coach. I've been impressed with some of the, the moves that they have made. Um, so, yeah, it will be interesting to see where, where they go next year. So, just to round off SC, would you rather 0-17 or 7-10? and 10? Seven and ten doesn't get you anything, does it? You might as well go for own <laughs> seventeen, get that number one pick, and then trade down and go right wild. Yeah, yeah. Med- mediocrity just cut, probably cut just stay mediocre, unfortunately. So yeah, so I think that's pretty much us. So that's episode three and the NFC North in the books. Um, next week, hopefully, we will have the AFC West. That should have been last week, but a couple of things came up, so we ended up being able to do it. So we'll have a look at the Chiefs, Raiders, Broncos, and Chargers. Who knows? Might have Aaron Rodgers and the Broncos by then. Um, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening, and let us know if you enjoyed episode three and tune in for episode four soon. <laughs>